1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, your host. Today, we are going to learn something very interesting. My special guest today is named Alfonso De Rosa, and he is a genius in the art of personal insight, a soulmate to suffering, and indeed a healer. His methods for treating the present global eating disorder crisis that we are facing is not only unique, but foolproof for everyone. And if embraced with passion, intelligence, and devotion, he presents his powerful yet simple strategy on how we can better help ourselves with the problems that are surrounded by, you know, food and the food challenges that people have that also can create a tremendous amount of stress in our lives, that whether it's you know weight gain or weight control issues um, or not eating right and having other challenges re- related to that. So at this time, I would just love to welcome Alfonso de Rosa to Blissful Living. Hi, Alfonso. How are you?
0: Oh. I'm wonderful, Rochelle. Thank you so much to have me here. I'm very excited.
1: It's very, very nice to have you and I'm just so excited to uh have you on the show first of all, because we share some common heritage, but secondly, the issue that you know we are now facing in America, and I want to say probably around the world, but more prevalently in America is this you know uh challenges with weight control and weight issues and eating and all the stuff that's involved all around that. And I know you were an award-winning bodybuilder in Italia, or for those that are listening, Italy. And um, and you, I'm sure, had to be really disciplined with how you ate, but not so to the point of where it was so extreme that you, you know, maybe develop eating disorder or eating challenges. I know you have a book that you've just written about. And so what I want to first do for the listeners is um, I want you to tell us the name of your book. And then I'm going to ask you a couple questions around, um, you know, how you handled eating with regards to when you were uh, this award-winning bodybuilder in Italia, okay? So tell us, Alfonso, what is the name of the book?
0: Um, it's called Make Love with Food and Lose Weight, It's about right to Be Thin.
1: If you guys out there listening, now doesn't that sound apt? Absolutely fabulous. Make love with food and lose weight. It is your birthright to be thin. I absolutely love that. And coming from someone that's from Italia, it just goes with the heart of, you know, Italy, the food, the wine, the lusciousness of it all. Now, I want to dwell into, you were this award-winning bodybuilder in Italy. What led you to start Thinking about being food conscious with regards to what you were doing.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I um, I was born in a city called Verona, which is north Italy, but my family is from south of Italy, from Calabria, which is very close to Sicily, where your father is from. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I grew up going to Calabria I, with my grandmother. That she was just come in next to me um, at night and say, tell me, what you want me to cook tomorrow? And she just wanted to show me love with food, uh, like they they do in these areas. And uh, I would just uh, tell her what I wanted to eat, and she was cooking, and it was about the pleasure, it was about love, it was about food and everything. Until one day, I was walking next to a, a... a bookstand, and I saw a pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was a young man, I was probably uh, 13 years old, and I said to myself, I wanna look like that. And so without realizing it, I went to the gym, I started to learn all the tips to get muscles, and uh, I started to enter into the vicious circle of dieting. And eventually I started to compete and being a bodybuilder, and what happened to me, I started to really move away from the teachings and the good food that my grandmother uh, used to do for me, and I used to only eat, living a very strict life, a very strict diet on chicken breast, egg white, water, and uh, you name it, all the diets in the world. My whole life was based on a fascist way of living, on uh, deprivation and suppression. Not to mention that I started to develop also a distorted relationship with my body. In other words, I I used to, I, of course, I developed this uh, incredible body with perfect uh, uh, muscles and very low body fat, if none, uh, with my six packs. And uh, when I was gaining a low weight, let's say, five pounds, I felt like mm-hmm. I gained 300 pounds. Right. I, I was, like me, nowadays, for example, you, you find a lot of teenagers, a lot of girls, that uh, especially girls, that um, they are obsessed because they, we have this body image, this idea that uh, uh, we need to look in a certain way, like certain movie stars, for example, that they are super skinny or so models. And so they they develop a distorted uh, uh, they they have, they have a good body they are thin but they feel like they are fat they believe that they are fat and so that that's what happened to me when I started to enter in the body building mentality not just I started to diet and then live a very deprived life I I I saw myself fat in the mirror. I, did, I wasn't comfortable with my body. I was very judgmental. I did not love myself mm. until, until I, I gained weight. Eventually, mm. when, I, when I moved to the United States, I was about 22 years old. Um, I was keep dieting. That was my lifestyle. I was keep working out and I stopped working. I gained the weight. And uh, the reason why that happened. A, because I started to go to a turmoil inside. Um, I um, I realized that uh, coming in this country without speaking a language, I came completely without knowing people. It was very, very difficult. I right. was in a very difficult state of depression, and my body stopped responding.
1: So it seems like that, you know, um, being from italy or italia i love to say the it, italia and you know and i know the calabria area and um, i you know have family down in sorrento and um of course in sicily and you know other parts of italy but you know the the thing really uh um, the the culture really does revolve around food and i know when i was growing up me and my brother were really skinny kids and you know the italian side was always like do you do you feed these kids they know they're so skinny they don't eat but then you know we'd eat all the pasta and all the stuff and then they'd be like well how come these kids are so skinny they eat like horses and you know and and, and just that the culture revolves around food and then the african-american side of me or my family you know also that culture revolves around a lot of really good food so we have these you know these two cultures that blend together and everything is revolved around food however I do see the point that you know you hear moving you you being this bodybuilder in Italy and then moving to a new country and not learn and not knowing the language and and of course identifying your success with what you were doing in bodybuilding when you would gain a few pounds or stuff or something it would cause internal stress for you and coming to this new country um, you know there was a lot of stress that you were going you were going through and so it was seemed to me that it would make sense because your whole life revolved around, you know, the culture of food and what you were doing was, you know, having your body look really good, but the stresses was taking a toll on what you were eating and what you were doing and when things weren't working, created more stress. How did you finally manage to get through that?
0: Um, well, because uh, when I finally I started to gain weight and I, it was about 70 pounds and uh, I started to go back um Trying to, all the diets they've done in the past, all the exercise, nothing worked. And so I went to, into an inner journey. I decided to stop looking outside to resolve my issues. And uh, the funny thing, and I believe that uh, for most of us in life, I, sometimes you know you try to resolve a problem. For me, was uh, try to resolve a problem with my body, uh, my body issues. I started to really find. Uh, a lot more answers than just uh, resolving my my body issues and that's what I, I ended up doing it doing what i'm doing today because of that and so i was overweight and i said well diets don't work i go on the treadmill, don't work and some people told me alfonso you just have to resign that uh, you're overweight and some people told me also well you know, you know anybody in your family is overweight and i say, well you know just My mother gained a little weight, but nobody's really obese or anything. Well, because it's in the gene. They were trying to convince me that uh, I just have to resign and be overweight. And I was uh, about 26 years old, 27 years old. And uh, I said to myself, no, there must be a way out. I never had problems. And so I went into the inner journey. And I started to ask myself inside. I started to go in the spiritual journey. I started to look for a, a mom, uh, an answer that is less physical. And um, I started this beautiful inner journey. I started to meditate. I started to travel the world, going to India, to Burma, to Sri Lanka, studying with different, different religions. And I, the result of my search was to realize that in order to change my body, I had to change myself inside i had to get fat inside my mind in my heart and in my spirit and uh, i had to get stronger inside i had to find the faith inside i had to find hope inside i had to find uh, a spiritual strength a spiritual power inside i had to let go a the the that is the most important thing the one that really made the difference is I let go the protection around my heart, and i realized mm-hmm. that whether whether I was a bodybuilder or whether I gained weight weight the fat was a protection, so the inner journey oh. led me to a place of letting go protection and getting in touch to my vulnerability, and the so, weight started to fall down
1: so it seems like that once you you know you you started um you know not looking on the outside per se but more taking a I don't want to say spiritual look but more of a inner look on the inside and realizing that it wasn't it wasn't what was the outside that you needed to fix it was really what was inside of you that you needed to fix and there was just some things that you needed to let go and there was just some things that you needed to be okay with is that is that what I'm hearing
0: exactly um, that I, I think
1: that's beautiful. I, I mean, I think that's that's really um, a beautiful thing that you you know were able to do for
0: yourself. Yeah, because uh, the body never lies. Whatever is going on in the body, it's a reflection. It's a mirror of what is inside. Um, you know very well that if we are stressed out, uh, then we might have. Uh, more Wrinkles in the face, even the hair they are not uh, as soft as uh, they should be, uh, mm-hmm. but we have a pimple, whatever there, there are signs in the body all the time that they reflect what 's going on the inside, and so I realized that my fat was not to be addressed in the kitchen. it had to be addressed inside <laughs> myself mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn 't about what what I ate, but why I ate,
1: mm. that you know that i uh, I just want to make a point to the listeners. I hope you guys out there are listening and caught what he just said. it wasn't you know he he was saying it wasn't about um repeat that one more time, Alfonso, because I think that's a really important point, especially for people that do struggle with weight challenges. Um, I think this is what you just said is so key, and I, I just want to really bring it home for people to just really listen. Say that one more time for me.
0: Yeah, it's not about why you eat, but what you eat, but why you eat.
1: And that was
0: the question that, that really revolutionized my, my whole quest to transform my body, to release the weight. And uh, and it was a, a question that not just uh, led me away from diet and realized that uh, it's a birthright to be thin. that nobody, there is no such a thing like a fat birth defect. Nobody was born overweight. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Uh, you know, You're right. This, yeah. It's just like nobody, nobody. I mean, there are other defects, but not weight. It's a, it's a social hypnotism that, uh, you know, we, by a certain age we have to gain weight or maybe ladies, when they go to menopause, they have to gain weight. It's just that a social hypnotism, if we accept it, it's going to happen. Nobody, nobody has the gene of being overweight. Um, if we go back in 1800, we will never find an obese person. Obesity started to happen in the 50s.
1: Is't that amazing though when you when you look at that uh, again another fabulous point that you're bringing home is you know in the 1800s or even i want to say the early nineteen hundreds you like to say and all the way up to nineteen fifty there was no obesity problem like we have today. Um, and, and, and you want to sit back. Sometimes I sit back and say, well, why is that? I mean, we, you know, eat the same food and granted things have changed with regards to them genetically messing with the food and the food sources and things of that nature. But, you know, people work just as hard today as they did then. Maybe they worked a little harder then because it was more, you know, mechanical stuff that we had to do. We didn't have all this technology available to us. But, um, It's amazing when you look back on, you know, our society back then and compare it to now and the rate of obesity is astronomically out of control and and you see it in children as well. So I love how you're you're saying, bringing that point, you know, home to everyone is you don't have to be fat if you don't want to. And I hate to use the word fat, but, you know, it's truly the best word to use um, because, like you said, if you discover why you're eating versus what you're eating, um, that may be a key for a lot of people. And if they can just turn that, turn that knob the other way, it may help a lot of people out. Because you did mention you tried diets and everything, and they just didn't work for you. And you see that. And I know you come across people when you're out with your, you know, doing your book signing and stuff that say, I've tried every diet, and it just doesn't work. Am I right?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you name that, I've done in every single diet. diet, they work for a little while and then you go back to the same place. Why? Because mm-hmm. again, the roots, the roots problem of the weight gain is not to be resolved on the table. It has to be resolved inside ourselves. The invisible part of ourselves creates the visible part, which is the mind, the emotion. And the spirit if we mm-hmm. want to have a nice flower we have to give water to the roots of the flower and not necessarily to the flower and so to change our body we have to look in the invisible part of ourself I give you an example just something like lack of forgiveness right there if you if you haven't forgive somebody Let's say someone that is really, really need to forgive, like your parents or an ex-husband, a wife, um, right there are 10 pounds. In the moment that we start to forgive somebody, we lose weight. Why? Because lack of forgiveness creates a tension inside. It's an emotional tension. Emotions means energy in motions. They need to move. They need to circulate. And when we have lack of forgiveness, There is lack of forgiveness. There is resentment, which is a form of anger. Anger can be a beautiful energy because it's very strong and moves. But when it gets stuck, uh, that energy becomes a protection. It becomes a stucking and frozen energy that becomes fat. And Mm. because it's painful also to live with with that closed energy, with that construction inside, then we eat, to loosen up ourselves, to free ourselves when we go into addictions where all we need to do is forgive somebody. And there are many reasons, there are many roots that we can touch in the inner body to create a more compelling body in the outside. But one example that I'm just bringing up is forgiveness. Forgiveness Mm -hmm. is very important to lose weight. It's Mm -hmm. more important to forgive somebody than uh, counting calories.
1: Mm. Repeat that one more time, just for the listeners, because I think that that is a really key ingredient in helping people to um, get control of their weight.
0: Yes, it is more important to forgive someone in your life than counting calories or point. And to me, the word "fat" means fear, anger, trap.
1: Oh, I like that acronym, fear, anger, trap. I, I I love that. I think um, it goes in line with exactly what you're saying. When you have this pent-up anger or unforgiveness in you, you really do have an extra layer of fat <laughs> fear, anger, and trap around you that keeps building upon itself the longer you let that reside and, and stew within you.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I I, I teach different uh, seminars on different topics, and I have uh, one event for three days. It's called Tina Journey. And uh, I've been working with so many people throughout the years and uh, so many ladies uh, that they go through my uh, event that uh, they had uh, a, a physical abuse or rape or something. And uh, it's typical to see them that they come and they say, I don't know, I want to be in a diet. And then we find out that they've been raped perhaps. And I say, okay, look, the reason why your diet is not working is because we need to just really address what happened to you. And uh, the weight is a protection for men, for example. And maybe there is forgiveness that needs to be done. There is something that needs to be addressed inside. And when we start to look the cause of the weight gain protection, in this case most of the case or it can be anger, justify anger, but still it needs to move. And um, and when I see doing those inner changes I see people losing ten pounds, fifty pounds, a hundred pounds, hundred and fifty pounds, people that they thought that they were gonna be overweight forever, losing the whole weight without dieting. Just doing the inner work. And wow. the inner work is It's vast, it's big, it's not, forgiveness is just a a part of it. The inner work is getting closer and closer to the creator. The inner work is to love like crazy, live life as the fullest, traveling the world, uh, wearing nice clothing, making love, experiencing life, be spontaneous, uninhibited. That is the beauty of the inner work, and weight loss is just a side effect.
1: Oh that's beautiful i I love that I just as you were talking, I just had this vision <coughs> excuse me of some you know obese person or someone suffering with um you know weight challenges, and as they did the inner work you know the the deeper they got into themselves the more they were able to shed, you know, on, say, the outside exterior coat. And as you talked about, you know, living life to the fullest and, you know, making love and just being this this beautiful, vibrant, carefree person. At the end of this vision I saw as you were speaking, I saw this, you know, really beautiful, nice person, um, thin or, you know, normal weight for that person and, and just really, with this really glowing, happy face and just really being able to live carefree and, you know, experience all that you were just saying. And I want to touch on, I want to ask you, you know, we have this epidemic of obesity in overweight people in our country. Um, and I know, you know, we've been talking about really it has to do with doing a lot of this Inner work, but what do you say to those people that come to your thinner journey workshops? And you guys, I'll tell, we'll uh, definitely Alfonso will tell you how to get the book and how to connect with him on to find out about his inner journey workshops if that's something you're interested in. So hang tight, we're going to make sure you get all that information if this is a subject that's really touching home with you. But I just want to have him ask um, ask him, you know, what do people say to you with regards to that? you know the reflection of you know i'm trying i'm trying to get in touch with my inner self and i 'm trying um, but i just don't it's just not working or you know I'm not having the results that I think I should be having. What do you say to them, especially you know since we have this epidemic of obesity and overweight people in this country
0: you know i I believe that really the cause uh, pretty much the cause of uh, the weight gain, uh, obesity, and be able not to follow through a, a new uh, uh, lifestyle of uh, openness and love and uh, loving life. And it, uh, what we're coming to it, it's about love. We're going to, We we have to go d- d- deep into the uh, the realm of relationship, believe it or not, for men and women. Because if you notice, when we go to this obesity issues, it's hand-to-hand with a relationship issue. The relationship issue in America it's a catastrophe as much as is um, the weight way, the way gain, obesity. Um, why? Because uh, it, we have so many single people, so many divorces, and so many unfulfilled relationships. If you notice... Um, if you notice uh, even uh fifty they say the fifty two percent of uh marriage they ended up into divorces, I believe it's even more than that, especially in California. And then out of this fifty two uh or forty eight people that they stay together um, 25% they stay together because the church says so, but they are utterly miserable. There is no sexual life. There is not intimacy. And so we, we come to the end in a very, very small percentage of people that have a fulfilling a love life. And the reason why I say this, because uh, as I've been working with thousands of people, I see one thing I, I, that is why people eat because of emotions, and that is really the cause of the weight gain, emotional eating, is because food is a substitute for love mm. food is a substitute for intimacy. in fact, if you notice for those and I banned one of them years ago when I had my own problem, for those that they have uh, they go into beging yes. over, the overeating moment it's usually alone. In the kitchen, in your own room, alone. It's like having an affair. It's like having your relationship with something or with somebody. And uh, nobody else is invited. It's just ourselves. We eat and that food is is just a substitute for love. Because we get all the sensation for food and it fulfills the stomach. Right. And so the, the unfulfillment gets fulfilled in a wrong way. And so... What I I say is to, as we go for the journey to release the weight, uh, it's imperative to make it parallel to the journey of opening the heart. Mm. The journey of being vulnerable again. The journey on learning how to forgive men. The journey of learning how to forgive women. And and so when we started to go into uh, uh, working on this journey, and at my at my event, I work in both at the same time because I cannot leave one out and one in. It's about love, it's about relationship, it's about intimacy. So we need to go to the root cause. You know that when you see somebody that fall in love with uh, um, with some with a person, you just see it right away. You see, wow, you have a good. Here, you're looking good. There is something about you. you look radiant. Because finally, they just allow the heart to open. And so we can do that. Um, And and they lose weight right away. And so the journey is really to open the heart again. Now, the good news is because relationships haven't been working, Uh, most of us, we've been into the journey of self-discovery, self-help. So we started to fulfill more our cup inside. We started to know more who we are. Men don't need women. Women don't need men. So, but we are in an area now that we don't need the opposite sex. or It can be also in a gay and lesbian relationship, by the way, because everybody has their own masculine and their own feminine. But So we are right. in a place right now that we don't need our relationship. We don't need a woman. We don't need a man. We want it. We want it. Not because we are lacking something inside, we want it because we want to fulfill the highest state of love and share it with someone. There is nothing more beautiful to share it with someone. And so we are really on the verge of a huge transformation, of a huge change. And the malady of the society was the weight gain and their relationship. The, the catastrophe in the relationship. So we are in a place of big change, of big transformation, where people started to see that okay, to lose weight, I don't need to, I don't need to diet to lose weight. That was an, a facade. It was an illusion. I just have to, I just have to open my heart. I just have to let go of the protection from men and women, and and and, and that goes together in the relation it, it, with the relationship issues. Because once we do that. Then we start to be able to, we have to let go all the fears, all the problems that we had with the opposite sex or any fear of relationship, any fear of love, any fear of having a broken heart, every every fear of this kind so we can fully open completely, wide open, so not just uh, emotional eating is going to disappear, but also the capacity and the possibility and the chance to love without uh, holding back, without calculation, love and just jumping to love without holding back, without thinking, just jumping in completely. Because, because we've been filling our cup. And right. in the next 10 years and 15 years, those new, I call it relationship of the new millennium, they're going to happen more and more and more. But so the cause of weight loss and the solution of weight loss is
1: love. Hope that thought. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be back with um, Alfonso, and he's gonna. We're gonna dive into more of the causes and solutions to helping you guys successfully manage your weight loss, um, or I want to say maintain or manage your weight. Um, but right now is the time that I have to acknowledge one of our fabulous sponsors, and this sponsor is called Twenty One Drops. 21 Drops is is an essential oil company, and what they do is they create essential oils because they know that essential oils are the root of it all, benefiting the mind, body, and spirit. They know that when they extract the highly concentrated molecules from the various parts of the plant, such as the leaves, the fruit, the wood, the seeds, or the flowers, that they're getting basically the critical part of the plant's immune system and survival mechanisms. Now why this is so important to us is because man and plants have evolved alongside each other with the same chemistry for many, many years. And once humans either inhale or absorb these beautiful essential oils into the bloodstream, they interact with our bodies, creating balance and wellness. And that is what the science of aromatherapy is based upon. At 21 drops, They source all of their essential oils from organically grown herbs or plants collected from all over the globe. The result are them getting the most highly organic, purest form of essential oils that can possibly be distilled from these organic plants. And how that benefits us is that it allows 21 drops to create effective, customized solutions to answer each and every one of our problems with could range from headache to heartache. 21 Drops captures the incredible power of these pure essential oils for not only our therapeutic purposes, but they believe that when they do this and they, they capture this beautiful essence of the essential oil, that they help empower their friends and their customers to feel better and be better. They've specifically chosen a unique palette that allows them to take the working optogens within the plant and to be able to instill those into the essential oils that are 100% organic or well-crafted and, again, sourced from all over the globe. So if you're looking for an essential oil or having difficulty finding that particular blend that you might need for a solution that, uh, or the solution for a problem that you may be having, feel free, my friends, to go visit 21drops.com That's the number 21, the word drops with an S, dot com. And check out all the beautiful essence of essential oils that they have. You may just find that right customized blend to help you with whatever problem that you may be having or you just might want to smell good, feel good, and be balanced with wellness. Again, that's 21drops.com. And now back to Alfonso, and you know, he was talking about the solutions that help us and really to tap into love and the feeling of um, how sometimes food can be comforting to us and how we may sometimes substitute love for food or equate the two together. What I want to ask you, Alfonso, is you know we have this, this problem with obesity and we see it in adults. But we also see it a lot in children now and i know there's a lot of factors that go into that you know lack of exercise the you know video games the people that are afraid to let their kids go out and play you know when i was growing up we played until we couldn't wait to get outside to play and and then my mom would be hollering for us when the lights came on or we knew when the street lights came on it was time to go in You don't see that today. You don't see kids playing outside. You don't see kids riding their bikes. You don't see kids doing exercise. You know, even within the school system, they've cut down the amount of uh, physical activity that the kids are allowed to do. So what would you say to a parent that has a child that is overweight or obese? How would you help them to discover how they could help their child have this inner journey um, and discover – solutions based on your knowledge that could help these, these kids, you know, get back on track with their weight.
0: Yeah, you know, one time there was a, a lady that she brought her son to Gandhi and she asked Gandhi, she said, Gandhi, please, can you tell my son to stop eating sugar? And Gandhi said, come back in two weeks. And then the lady came back in two weeks and Gandhi saw the kid and said, stop eating sugar. And and then the lady said, well, thank you, Gandhi, but uh, why did you wait two weeks? And Gandhi said, well, because I had to stop myself. <laughs> to my observation, um, children, they learn uh, by seeing an example. You, we, we can't tell, this is for everybody, but we can't tell a kid to do something that we don't do. Thank you. We cannot do that. And... Uh, I know that uh, we all are a byproduct of our parents, the good and the bad. And uh, one of the things that we don't really do is to listen to our parents. Children don't really listen, especially the second child is always the rebel. But one of the things that children do absorb is the example, the lifestyle. And so, to me, is uh, if uh, as parents, we start to Uh, be conscious about what we eat, about uh, uh, how we eat and why we eat and how we conduct our lifestyle, how we express the emotions, how we bring intimacy into the family, how we talk to the children in an intimate way and not treat them like children that they don't understand. And so I believe that we are the solution for the children. The society is starting to uh, gain all the way with the adults and the children follow because the children they do what adults do, and uh, we have to be the example. And um, I know that for those, I, I know a few people that they had uh, like hippie parents, for example, that they were mm-hmm. very much you know, in back in the 60s into already eating in a certain way vegetables, organic, vegetarian, and just and now being a byproduct of that period of time, they uh, they just live a healthy life and they're vibrant and they're so used to, to instead to go to Starbucks, they go to get a juice. But also, it's important to see in in the family and that's what I see a lot because there is so much tension in the family. There is so much lack of expressing and so the energy, the emotion, they're so constrained that children nowadays, not just uh, they started to be obese and they gain weight, but they start to have a lot of Mental uh, dysfunctionalities, uh, or uh, like ADD, for example, or dyslexia, or a lot of of those mental uh, issues that, that make a kid bright and intelligent, but very difficult to focus. And one of the reasons is because emotionally they don't know how to deal all that. Uh, uh, it's coming out from the family that is not expressing, is not loving, is not have any intimacy. It doesn't provide provide a calm environment. Children they are like sponges. If you have a, if you are in a family where there is anger, where there is fear, where there is uh, abuse, they absorb everything. And because they are the weakest link of the family, it goes everything to the child um i so if for example the mother she's overeating why because she's emotional maybe uh, the situation with the husband is not well and she gets very emotional she's overeating to suppress her emotions she's very um she's got a lot of emotions that they they don't don't move they they go straight to the child even Mm -hmm. dogs they absorb it they go straight to the, to the to the weakest link of the family, and so we have to be an example we have to be an example of not just of organic living, uh, choosing an orange juice versus a coffee, but we also have to be an example of uh, a lifestyle and love style and uh, intimacy and honesty and expressing of the emotions and I know that once we set the example the children will change.
1: I like that. I, I really like that. It's um uh, it's so true. You point out a lot of things that I see uh when I when I see kids overweight kids and you look at a parent and you see the parents over, overweight and you see these parents that, you know, go to the fast food restaurants and instead of cooking a nice good home meal, they go to these fast food restaurants and, you know, that's all they do and that's what they feed their kids and then you also see parents that are so in denial that, you know, everyone around them is saying your kid is, you know, you need to, you know, work on helping your kid with their weight, they're overweight, and that you're just going to set them up for health and wellness challenges as they age. And the parent is like so in denial. Oh, they just they just have big bones or whatever. I'm glad you addressed that, and I'm glad if there's any parents out there, um, please, please, please take a look at your child. And I don't mean to go overboard with it, but start incorporating some of the things that Alfonso's talking about with regards to being the example that you want to set for your children, because children do emulate their parents and you know if you are a parent that gets stressed and when you get stressed you eat well that's the behavior your child's going to pick up they don't know why as a child a lot of times you don't know why you do the things you do you just try to be like your parents you or you just do what your parents do you just adapt the way your parents adapt it's just things you pick up so um, I really appreciate you addressing that fact because um, it is such an epidemic problem here that we I see all around us, you know, all around us. It's not a day that I'll go by and see obese children and obese parents and they are doing things that's going to further precipitate their obesity. And so I, I again, thank you so much for addressing that. Now, I want to ask you, what, what is your philosophy about weight loss? Do you have a particular uh, philosophy about that? or?
0: Well, my, my philosophy is that weight loss, it is a beautiful journey of a self-realization and a gut realization. Because, uh, again, when we really go into the, the roots of the issue, we will find out that uh in order to come out of it we have to go into the inner journey into the spiritual journey and uh to really find a solution uh a complete solution um it is a gut realization and let me explain you why because food when there is too much eating and it's an emotional eating food is basically an addiction but here's the deal if you're addicted to alcohol, you can uh, not drink for the rest of your life and you're going to be fine. If you're addicted to heroin, you cannot take heroin for the, next, the rest of your life. You're going to be fine. If you're addicted to sex even, you can be without sex for the rest of your life, but you cannot be without food. So food is, is the journey of mass. Master- stirring the very fine line between the light and the flesh between addictions and love and openness and fulfillment and so the journey of weight loss is a journey of initially it looks like a superficial journey to say okay I want to lose weight and you go to a gym you diet you lose something it doesn't really work so then as eventually you decide maybe to come to a place like my workshops or whatever journey somebody decides, you decide to say, I really want to go to the root of the issue here. I really want to lose this way. I don't feel comfortable. What's going on here? And so when we go into the, the root of the issue, we realize that we, have, we enter into a beautiful journey. It's not short. And weight loss is not the ending. Weight loss is, uh, is just a side effect. And mastering food is part of it. Mastering food is the communion with the divine. In certain religions, like the Catholics, Jesus said, this is, my, this is me. When you eat this, is a communion with God. Symbolically, it's the communion with God. And so every time that we eat, there is a lot happening when we eat. Uh, we receive energy, we receive light, um, and also... Uh, also, it can be the opposite. We can eat because we want to suppress our emotions or because of an addiction, we want to have some kind of endorphins in the body. And so finding the mastery with food, it's about mastering life. It's about mastering addictions. Mastering addiction means to find the perfect equilibrium between living a human being... Or a spiritual being in a physical form.
1: Oh, beautifully summed up. I, I just um, was just sitting there taking some notes about what you were saying, so that I can, you know, have them for myself and give the message to people about, you know, what you were saying. I love the fact. Uh, how you talk about, you know, the inner journey and in, in the philosophy behind the weight loss and, you know, all the things that you shared with us today. With regards to your book, I want to just touch on that for just a few minutes. Make love with food and lose weight. It's your birthright to be thin. Can you share something with us when you were writing this book that really touched you in ways that you didn't even realize and it just came out, you know, as you're writing, it was like this self discovery thing that you're like, Hey, I didn't, you know, I just was doing this, but didn't realize how profound it was. Can you share an experience like that, that maybe um, is in the book that someone out there listening may be able to relate to?
0: Uh, yeah, the book is, uh, is not just a book with a lot of insights about uh, in a natural weight loss and uh, but it's, it's also a workbook there are a lot of exercises that can be done in the book they, they definitely help someone to uh, release the weight the people that they are helping the process they all release the weight just by helping me um, and uh, it, it, it's just a, a book for anyone that uh, really wants to start to have some deep realizations about why, um, why I can't lose weight or how can I release weight without uh, living? Uh, because it was very important. One of the biggest and beautiful things that happened to me uh, is to be able to be thin, to be able to feel good with my body without stressing about what I eat. And, and nowadays, I eat whatever I want to eat. Now, do I eat sugar? Do I? Sometimes, of course. Uh, but I don't have guilt about it. Um, Do I eat pasta? Absolutely I eat pasta, but I don't gain (laughs) weight out of it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and so um, it was really, to me, it was really freedom. It's like, wow, I can finally just live a healthy life and Don't have to count calories. I don't have to just look always for the fat-free menu. Now, it's very important for me to eat the quality of food. The quality is important. Uh, it's important to eat organic. It's important to um, uh, you stay away from chemicals. Uh, but that's different. Uh, other than that, uh, when I eat, I eat what I want to eat. I eat when I'm hungry. And I enjoy my food, and I have pleasure with food. That's why I call it make love with food. In the book, I teach people how to have maximum pleasure with food. If we take away food, diet, they often take away pleasure from food. Sometimes you get uh, one of those uh, pre-made food that uh, they taste decent, but it's not, uh, it's not the food gosmic pleasure that you have when you just use some good quality food cooked with love. May we love, eat with love, and can really bring so much quality in life when we do that. So for me, it was very important to finally make love with food and lose weight. And that's what the book is about. It's about really to embrace what my grandmother taught me uh, when I was a kid. And uh, when I was a kid, I didn't think about fat, so I was now fat. When I was eating pasta, I, was, I had no guilt about eating pasta. I had no fear about eating pasta. So I did not gain weight, but in the moment that I started to feeling guilty and have fear, thinking that pasta was making me fat, pasta started to make me fat because it's oh fear. Oh my
1: gosh, that that is a sinker right there, and I want to emphasize that. Um, you guys, did you hear what he said? When he was a kid growing up, and I can relate to this too because I love pasta; I can eat it every day. And I, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's just within me. But when he was a kid, and his grandmother would be cooking for him. Whatever she cooked, regardless if it was pasta or, you know, whatever she cooked, because he didn't think about it making him fat, he did not become fat. It was only at that moment in time when he began to think that if I eat too much pasta, I'm going to get fat. If I eat too much, um, you know, too much of the sweet desserts, I'm going to get fat. If I eat too much of this, I'm going to get fat. And that manifested in his life. He became, quote, unquote, fat. You know, and so now he has this realization that, you know, he can still eat pasta, he can still eat some sweet stuff, he can still eat whatever he wants. But because he now makes love with the food that he eats, and he doesn't believe that it's going to be making him fat, but it's going to be nourishing him, and he's eating the highest quality food possible, no processed food, in turn, his body is absorbing that love with his relationship that he's having with the food that he eats and it's manifesting in him having this beautiful inner sense about himself as well as how he looks and how he, you know, how he feels and how exuberant he is. And if you can't get that just from hearing him talk, um, then, you need to listen to this again because it, it's just fabulous. I love, love, love that. And like I said, I can eat pasta every day, all day, a little olive oil, a little salt and pepper. I don't need, you know, um, you know I don't need the sauces or anything, but that's just the way I grew up. We ate pasta all the time, every day, you know, something we had to have for my dad. Um, and you just grow to love it. And never, ever did I ever think that pasta was fattening until I grew up and became a nurse and realized, oh, it's full of carbohydrates. Till this day, I am not fat. And I still love pasta, and I'm, I have, like Alfonso, this relationship with food that's just absolutely beautiful. But it starts in my mind, and what's in your mind transcends out within your body. Now, tell us a, real quick, tell us about the, the dinner journey workshops that you have, and how many of those that you – tell us about them, and, and tell us if you're having one coming up soon, I guess I, I want to say. And if so, Where?
0: Yeah, this year we have, uh, I I believe, two more uh, Teenage Journey workshops. And uh, uh, one is going to be in Los Angeles in three weeks. And then we have another one in Portland, I think. uh, um, It's going to be October 27 in Portland. And uh, it's usually three days where I take uh, from 10 to 10. It's an intense journey where I have people that are release weight right there at the seminar um and uh usually people at the seminar they release anywhere from three to ten pounds and then uh, we're going to go through the whole process of teaching uh how to make love with food teaching um how to go deep inside and release weight from within it's very intense i've been teaching it all around the united states um it, i've seen men women Losing anywhere from 150 pounds to the last five pounds that they were not able to be released. I've seen couples getting back together. I've seen people starting a new life, a new business. Because uh, again, it's not about weight loss. The weight loss—it's a side effect of a miracle that happened inside. And, wow. Uh, so, so, yeah.
1: so how can so how can someone that's interested in either getting the book? Or you know attending one of your tenor journey workshops. How can they get more information about those?
0: Yeah, AlfonsoDrose.com. It's my website, and my website I have all the informations. I I teach uh, something fourteen different kind of uh, events, from a 21 days silent meditation retreat in the jungle to the Wow, which is a a, a journey to opening the heart. It's a seven days that we do in Costa Rica to um, teaching people, women to embrace their radiance and their femininity, men to embracing their masculinity back with the men of the new millennium. I have, we have 14 different faith, receiving the power of faith. This is a seminar that we teach that based all in donations. And so we are very busy with many different kind of, uh, uh, we touch pretty much all the subjects to create a completion and as be fulfilled in each one of us. And But so alfonsoderose.com, um, there is all the information. Also, uh, if uh, some of your audience, they want to buy the book, they can go there on, on Amazon. Amazon.com, there is the book under Alfonso De Rose. It's your birthright to uh, make love with food. It's your birthright to be pain. Also, I want to say that uh, if any of your audience, they buy the book, and they call us mentioning that they bought the book and they will, there are your we will give $100 off to any of our seminars.
1: So, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Alfonso. And, you know, I can talk to you more about this subject because I think it's really important. And I think just tapping into the inner wisdom of the body and getting in touch with the inner wisdom and releasing some anger and unforgiveness and allowing you know, yourself to release, quote, unquote, the fat uh, that encapsulates you is just so beautiful because, you know, a lot of these things that we talked about today create a lot of stress for people internally, and sometimes they don't even want to express it to anyone they just keep it in themselves and they just keep adding more layers and layers of fat and uh, and i also want to say sometimes that the unforgiveness goes for people not forgiving themselves as well and having anger with themselves so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom your insight your beautiful message um about you know your journey as well as the thinner journey workshops and i love the title of the book make love with food um and lose weight it's your birthright to be thin you guys out there listening again you can go to alfonso de com and find out more about his workshop his book you can purchase the book or you can go to amazon.com purchase his book and i'm sure i know he's going to be doing book signings all over the place so i'm sure if you go to his website you you may be able to See where he's going to be signing the doing the next book signing and c- go and connect with him and tell him that you heard him on Blissful Living and just really um, embrace the warmth that he has because I can feel it just with us doing this show today that he has a lot of warmth and love to share and it's so true of the people of Italia um, mm. just really really loving people so thank you Alfonso thank, you, Rochelle. You're you're thank you so
0: much you're very your welcome I appreciate your time being here with you has been a a privilege and a pleasure thank you so much
1: you're welcome and to all of you there out there listening thank you for listening to blissful living i am george i really really enjoyed sharing alfonso with you today and his wonderful topic i think it's so important for us to know more about how we can better maintain our weight and really tapping into ourselves to discover what's holding us back or what's keeping us fat, so to speak. Um, to learn more about me, you can visit my website at RochelleLawson.com. dot com. To learn more about Alfonso, you can visit alfonso dot com. I love saying that because it lets me, you know, use my little um, my little uh, tongue, so to speak, to mm-hmm. try to sound authentic. <laughs> Um, Be sure to tune in for next week's show. And again, as always, I'm wishing you a fabulous week. I'm Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. And goodbye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening.
0: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com.